the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When you let morons take charge of anything, failure is the result. This is a story that's upsetting. Apple is now dethroned as the largest company on the planet. Guess who took the lead, Squirrel Hands? Guess. A Saudi oil company. Yes, indeed. All of that money shifting around enriched one of the only countries that has open slavery, likes to beat their women and children. Uh, not very big. What's the abortion stance in uh, Saudi Arabia? Maybe we should get the fat girls who are praying around all the uh, Supreme Court justices' house, send them over to Saudi. See how they do there, toots. It's called uh, uh, Walk by Wednesday. Did you know that that existed, Squirrel Hands? Oh, it's a new. This is a fun time here in America. We've got all kinds of new organizations, a lot of acronyms, a lot of letters. Walk by Wednesday is when a bunch of women who are the advertisement for erectile dysfunction medication are chanting to kill their own babies. I still want to meet the caballeros that are knocking these slobs out as they are walking past all the Supreme Court justice to intimidate them. Now, most conservatives are against that. I'm all for it. I think, honeys, you should keep walking. Walk day and night. Get yourself down to a size 14. It'll be best for everybody, and now maybe you'll have something to argue about because I'm getting sick and tired of listening to these idiots, these morons, intimidate, threaten, extort, and restrain regular Americans. I'm sick and tired of it. I particularly don't like it when they're put into positions. So this is either you can call her Mrs. Doubtfire or Captain Kangaroo. Her official title is Yellen, and she is a bureaucrat scourge. Well, yeah, Carl, the ostensible point of this hearing is for her to warn lawmakers of the potential vulnerabilities in the economy. And during her testimony, she listed the ongoing impact of the pandemic, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and market volatility as some of the biggest ones. Now, the FSOC report also lists inflation and the Fed as another big risk to the economy. And things got a little bit testy when the ranking Republican on the committee, Pat Toomey, accused the administration of using financial regulation to influence energy policy, thereby driving up prices in the process. Now, Toomey and Yellen also debated whether the administration is prioritizing climate change over other pressing issues. You're choosing not to acknowledge that cybersecurity is a more imminent risk than climate risk. And I think that's kind of surprising because it's so obvious to most people. I think climate change is an existential threat um, listen to the voice. Can you listen to it, Squirrel Hands? If erectile dysfunction had a voice, it would sound like this. To, to our globe and to our future, you can see that countries 
it, right. it is a long-term risk, but it is becoming notably more severe. Now, one area... Her where- husband's drunk as Dean Martin, hoping she never comes in the door. That's for sure. But the reality is this bureaucrat, this fraud of a woman, is lining up for the new tax. You see, the goal is to put you in the position you're in. Because simultaneously with this, people who own businesses, people who are, have gotten subsidy checks, they're getting them again. This is all going out again. And nobody's talking about it. If you own an LLC, if you are one of these people or know somebody who has a small business, they are getting inundated with more funny money. They are doubling down on stupid because this, what we're experiencing, is the goal. And they're just going to continue to put out these doddering old fools from in, in one variety or another. And they are going to tell you, do not believe your lying eyes. And to give you some perspective, here's how bad things are. CNN is giving you perspective. question, Abby, is there's just no escape from this. Look at this report. Gas up 44% April last year to April this year. Used cars, 23%. Chicken, coffee, new cars, health insurance, airfare, hotels, milk, beef, fish, rent, eggs, bacon, furniture, flour, electricity. It's just every... In other words, it's your every second of every day. Yeah. American consumers are seeing this. Which In fact, it's double. Double from a year ago. Double. Oil's $105 and gaining steam. That's why the Saudi Arabian company is the richest. It could stop tomorrow if we had leadership that knew the economy. The economy is we the people, not the government. But what the government likes is in this calamity, as they pump out this money, they have never been more powerful. In fact, whoever heard of a guy named Jared Bernstein? Steen, whatever. Did you ever hear of this nerd? Did you ever hear of him? Well, he's here to tell you. Not only are you going to learn a new word, everything's fine. The baby formula shortages, the empty shelves, it's all part of your imagination. They're doing great. Our ports have actually been doing a very good job of throughput. That is getting goods off the ships, off the ships and onto the shelf. Throupa? You know what? We're going to have to start using throupa as a nice adjective here and there in key spots. Throupa. You're going to get throupa, all right. Shelves are actually stocked at about the rate they were uh, pre-pandemic. Our fingerprint... Did you hear that? This is just like it was before the pandemic, the one that Fauci invested in for years. This is just like it was. What are you possibly complaining about? ...are on some of that because we've tried to help improve that kind of throughput through the ports. So that's helped. Now, if you look at broader forecasts, you will see that by the end of the year, inflation is expected to grow considerably more slowly than it is now. Now, see, I don't tolerate liars and scumbags in my own life, but I do always witness kind of what the what this the schedule of lying is. It's always going to get better in the future. I promise I'll stop punching you in the face, honey, next week. I'll stop drinking and doing drugs. This is what Hunter must have said to his numerous strippers. I'll stop doing drugs and smoking crack and abusing myself in all kinds of perverse ways next year. This is just what the Democrats tell you. Things are going to be better next year. In the meantime, hang on and let's normalize welfare a little more. Even the farmers, even the farmers are recognizing and they're trying to give you warning signals. And U.S. farmers are bearing the brunt, facing higher prices for fertilizer, seeds, and diesel fuel. So you're looking over uh, $550 plus or $60 of, uh, just to fill up one time in my tractor. John Boyd is a fourth-generation soybean and cattle farmer in Virginia. He says his upfront costs have roughly doubled in one year. We weren't able to pay for seeds, so the struggle is real. 
And uh, and the struggle is going to be real for the American people in the coming months. As See, it, it translates to about a it's 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 it as as crazy as it seems. Diesel fuel is over a dollar a mile, a dollar a mile. You know what? When that wave hits the shore, it's going to be a tsunami of failure. But Biden is here to tell you, don't worry, because aside from his many successes in life, where he's never actually had a fracking job, he's also been a farmer. One of the things I want to put to rest, everybody looks at me and says, have you ever been on a farm? And I remind them that nobody, what nobody knows. I come from the state of Delaware. I represented Delaware for 36 years in the United States Senate before I became vice president. Single largest industry in Delaware and the Delmarva of Delaware, Maryland, Virginia Peninsula, that peninsula that goes down, is agriculture. No, no, no. You're wrong, dummy. The single benefit to Delaware, the only reason it exists, is for tax evasion. It is a fraud state where over 3 million LLCs are registered to one address. You're from a scumbag state. You're a scumbag. And you're clearly telling yet another lie. It's a $4 billion industry. $4 billion. So that means if it took 10 years of that industry and just sent its money over to the oligarch-run Ukraine, it still would be behind from what you people just signed today. That whole peninsula. And we have more chickens than there are Americans. And if you're dumb enough to vote for him, you're dumb enough to believe that. And you're also dumb enough to think that their advisors, their heads of their departments, they're capable of doing anything. They didn't get their jobs because of their sexual proclivities, and I don't just mean his new spokeslayer. How about Pete Buttigieg, whose only qualification is how to get Merlot out of cashmere? Let him tell you a little bit about inflation. You have nothing to worry about. He's got a driver, and his husband says everything's going to be fine, too. Yeah, understood. But did it, did it contribute to inflation, as economists say? Look, I think that historians and, and economists will be debating uh, the, the early 2020s and what happened uh, for many years and decades. But right now, we're still living in that moment. Oh, it's like Socrates. Why? That was so deep. It was so unbelievable. No wonder you're the head. Whole new definition. The head of the Transportation Department. No wonder. And then, if that's not bad enough, we've got Mrs. Doubtfire, Captain Kangaroo, Janet Yellen. She's got a stance on abortion that I think is worth hearing and astonishing and answers all of the questions of who is she and how in the world did this idiot get the job? I mean, I could understand the vice president. We all know sweet Willie Brown. But how did she get the job? If the draft of the court's majority holding in Roe versus Way is the actual decision, what impact will the loss of abortion access mean economically for women? Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. And she doesn't mean just the ones that are killed, apparently. Uh, you know what's astonishing to me is that nobody talks about the money that the people will save from Planned Parenthood. Billion dollars a year, minimum. Right away we could say, we could send it to Ukraine, who bribed Joe Biden. After all, they'll get more free money. This is just the beginning. And now she's going to tell you how abortion is actually good for a society. Because what she doesn't want you to understand is that this country has killed 65 million of its future. 65 million of its future. All of which, in a free society, under capitalism, under Americanism, would have become, in most of them, productive. Some of them roaches. But, of course, the Democrats have to be Democrats. But what you've done is take away the true growth in an economy. Its future. And that's what these imbeciles don't understand. And after all, when you look at them, you understand why.
Do they have a future? They're all a thousand years old. It looks like an outtake from Cocoon 2. It's a preposterous thing. And now she's going to tell you how killing your babies is actually good for the workforce. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation. It enabled <laughs> uh, many women to finish school. That increased their earning potential. It allowed- Is this with the affirmative action? And the mandatory pain and the mandatory appointments because of genitalia, or is this just a happenstance of excellent workers in the workforce? Women to plan and balance their families and careers, and research also shows that it had a favorable impact on the well-being and earnings um, of, of children. I have to tell you, I read a lot, look at a lot of things. Is this something that normal people do because i would never associate with a woman that did this is this something like normal couples do and they say oh guess what uh bert i'm pregnant and uh i don't like the balance in our checkbook i i, I really don't and i know you always wanted a kid and you know sure it would be fun you know at the birthdays and disney world and whatnot but i decided to kill the kid so that i can continue on my job i think i'm up for a promotion in eight or nine months and uh i think it'll benefit me is this normal because if it is it explains why there is a democrat party but if it's not normal There is no explanation for this corrupt mafia, all in which I want a forensic audit of Janet Yellen's wealth since she was appointed. I want to see every dollar because you know why she's in this position. You know why they're all in this position to steal, to rob, to pillage the American people and to turn you into serfs as you all are now chasing your tails. Well, they make off with the loot. Three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty six hundred. AM five sixty. So what's the deal, Squirrel Hands? Is it uh, Pippi Lystocking? Her and her dark roots are gone. They're at MSNBC. And now we've got a new spokes idiot. And um, her claim to fame is that she's part of the LGBTQ+. Which part is she? I mean, why don't they just separate it? Do they all get to be part of the one big group? I mean, we should have the transvestites, the lesbians, the bisexuals. You know what I mean? Why, Why does everybody want to be in a group? I never wanted to be in a group. Well, let's see what this idiot has to say about inflation. At the root of it all, inflation is still a real problem. We've been clear-eyed in talking about the challenges uh, driving inflation around the globe. Clear-eyed uh, in talking as the about president the said yesterday, uh, the first cause was the pandemic, uh, the bottlenecks that has caused around that has caused around the, the globe. And there's no doubt that Putin's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine has oh, also unprovoked. led to high, higher commodity prices and pain for Americans at the pump. Unprovoked. So we're forgetting about those biolab things we had, the 21 of them that we sponsored and paid for. That's the unprovoked part, or the Minsk Accord, or the fact that civil war was going on, and people were being bombed. That's that's the part that's unprovoked. I looked her up. She's part of the lesbians. So if you're going to be lied to, do you uh, are you going to miss being lied to by a stuck-up sorority bimbo, or do you prefer to be lied to by a lesbian? Uh, I think I get used to the lesbian myself. Uh, Corey Woodlawn. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, okay. Like I told your screener that. I hate when people say that we're the richest country in the world. We have the richest citizens in the world. And everyday politicians try their best to divide us and to try to conquer our money. Thanks for the call. Well, listen, why are you going to hang up on me? I want to talk to you because I want to tell you about a book I'm reading right now. All right? And I think it's fantastic. It's the controlled demolition of the dollar. And to your point, Corey, if you go back and you go back all the way to the 60s and the 70s, you see that the biggest threat to government is always a rich citizen and citizens that don't need government. So they have been trying 
feverishly to figure out how we, they can put us in a corral so that we absolutely need them. That's why we've had been inundated with all of these phony laws that are really regulations, but they have the force of law. And they have, this is the year, the, unfortunately, 2020 was the year, that they conquered the citizens. And you're exactly correct. Because you know what they're afraid of? They're afraid of a guy in Woodlawn that doesn't need the government. They're afraid of a big mouth from Elmwood Park that knows what the government mafia is. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of me and you. And they have to figure out how to put us into a box and make us cheer them for it. Thank you very much, Corey. I appreciate the call. We are not the richest country. We are, in fact, the definition of bankrupt. This country cannot exist without printing up money every 30 days. We had the richest citizens because we had an economy that was based on our property rights, not the government's. It's taken them 246 years. They bastardized that principle. They've overthrown the people, whether the people know it or not. That's the only question. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, the Democrats have no sense of irony. The woman just made the argument that abortion is going to save lives. Um, they're going to tell us next that uh, the deficit and the uh, the uh, inflation rate at 8% that's compounding every day that people don't even realize exactly. uh, is, going to, is going to increase my 401k and my retirement fund. Don, the, the, the diabolical nature, and I don't even mean if you go back and you, you realize who Sanger is. She was, a, she was an evil piece of... Um, I know who she is. But here's the thing. The, the diabolical character of an American Democrat is something to almost be in awe of. And this was really brought to my attention when I was a young man. And Madeleine Albright, may she burn in hell for a thousand millenniums, talked about how easily it was to kill 500,000 Iraqi babies and how much better that would be for the Middle East and for America. It was at that point I said, well, do you realize the kind of evil that these people are capable, they're capable of? It's almost unimaginable. This is what's normal. Here's a woman who looks like an old man She's somebody's mother, I would assume, I, I, although I can't imagine there's a guy that knocked her up. But however, this is a, an older woman who is chanting the benefits of killing babies. This is what we're really talking about. This is, this is not an issue, a political issue. This is evil. Thank you very much, Don. I appreciate the call. And I'm not one of these religious guys. Believe me, I don't have to hide behind religion. The idea that you have people in this country that cannot put the correlation together because they use a word that's an intended word, abortion, versus what it is. It's absolute murder. But notice how stupid they really are. Did you know there's a woman in, in Hawaii? Her name is Hirono. She could be, she's in the top three of the dumbest, the absolute dumbest people ever elected to office. So is this um, a bill to preserve access as it is today with Roe in place being the law of the land? Or is, is the goal of the bill to expand it? The bottom line is this is a bill that is going to enable the woman to make the decision and so we can have all kinds of arguments getting into the weeds about this that or the other thing but uh, the fact of the matter is that the radical right-wing justices put on the court by the republicans particularly the last three justices have decided that they're Listen just going to overturn almost 50 years of a constitutional right that is the bottom line you know i blame i blame my old neighborhood i got a bunch of friends i grew up with they would sleep with anybody that said yes this is our fault. We should be a little more selective. You really want to fool around with some dingbat that's willing to kill her kid? I mean, for God's sakes, what rats. Teresa in the Gold Coast. 
Hey, Sean, you know what's interesting? The same women who are pro-abortion will march against the death penalty. So an innocent little baby's death is okay, but a scumbag murderer, well, they deserve to live. That's why you know my slogan. Pardon the babies, abort the felons. Ooh, I like that. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Nice full kid. You know, I'm looking at the call screen. <laughs> we absolutely have the best listeners. There's no question about it. You know why? No Democrats refuse to let those red bastards on. Trish, in her car. Yes, Sean. Um, I'm avidly pro-life, and I'm sickened. But I was thinking today, what would happen if we, uh, as Americans, started, and this is terrible, killing puppies in the womb? Can you imagine... Pete, it'd be all, it'd be March, it'd be Walk By Wednesday. I know, and it just, I don't know, just a thought. Trish, did you ever see the movie Wall Street? Yes. There's a great line when they're in the health club. Gordon Gecko says, white people hate people, love animals. He was going to a benefit at the zoo. And that is exactly right. It is disgusting how cavalier these scum are. The same scum that want to stop water in California because of a fish. These are the same people that are out with their fat asses marching in front of the Supreme Court Justice's house. And I don't mean the new affirmative action one in Illinois. By the way, I was listening to the news. Do you think she's married to a gangster alderman? (laughs) Probably. All right. Yeah, well, we might as well keep it friendly. Pat Bartlett. Hi. Uh, Along the same line, a question I'd like to ask someone who's pro-choice and comfortable with killing babies, how do they handle a miscarriage of their own or of a friend? Do they say, "What? no tears, no reason to cry, it was a hunk of tissue, wasn't a life? I witnessed this this at an old cigar store. I witnessed this at an old cigar store that I used to go to. It was owned by a wonderful guy, a fireman. He was a Cuban guy. Sounded like he got here last Thursday. He was here for 30 years. And there was a guy that came in. It was one of these. He worked for Harmon, big fat slob of a guy. And he was advocating all this women's rights and killed a baby. Well, him and his wife, they get, have a, they get pregnant, and the baby miscarries. Well, what are you worried about? Just have another one, right? They're all replaceable. They're all the same soul, right? Just have another one. That's how stupid they are, Pat. But I love the fact when you could catch them every once in a while, just showing their ignorance. And I don't mean Hirono from Hawaii. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate the call. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, hi, Sean. How you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Listen, I have, I have to say a couple of things. Uh, first of all, how ridiculous are these pro-choice people by the statements they make? Like abortion is an act of love and abortion uh, saves lives. And the most ridiculous one I've heard is they have signs showing to pray to uphold uh, uphold abortions. That's praying to God to have you continue to kill what he created? How stupid are these people? They're very stupid. And here's the other thing that I find astonishing. The, the abortion in the Soviet Union and in the Ukraine, the abortion laws, are far more restrictive than anything in any Democrat state. In fact, it's virtually illegal to have an abortion in all of these other countries that the Democrats insist on taking our money and throwing away with no answer to get it back, and they never want to talk about that. The answer should always be to the Democrats. You want to give Ukraine all this money? 
All right, let's adopt their abortion laws. Let's adopt some of their laws because they don't tolerate the kind of thing that is destroying our country. In fact, they're far more tax-friendly towards earners. They're far more advantageous to freedom than here in America, except when the oligarch's in charge. Then it's not so good. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate the call. Mike in St. Anne. Hey, Mike. Mike. All right, you put you on hold. Don, Northside. Hey, how are you? Good. Great show, as always. Thank you, buddy. Listen, I'm calling not from Chicago. I'm calling from Murder City. Yeah. We are too short from hitting 1,000 people that have been shot. This is men, women, children, toddlers have been shot in Chicago, better known as Murder City. But more importantly, we've got about 210 or 211 people that have been murdered in less than a complete five-month period. We are on the way to another record-breaking year of murder, mayhem, and maiming. And the mayor, all she's got to talk about is silly, nonsense, claptrap stuff when the citizens of Chicago are being murdered and maimed at record paces. It is a sad commentary. It's far more dangerous in the city of Chicago than Ukraine. You could tell by the murder numbers. I'm dead serious about that. Dead serious about that. I'd like to know how many people were shot in Ukraine since Monday. Because to Don's point... Hey, good morning, guys. Now, the superintendent of police just talked about those shootings that happened yesterday. Within a span of two hours, more than eight people were actually shot last night. And all of this is happening here on the south side of Chicago. Take a look at this video that we have. Superintendent Brown talked about the shooting that happened around 430 on the 4800 block of South Ada. Police believe this was gang uh, a gang conflict in which rival gang members saw each other in vehicles and started shooting with one of the men dying. Why are they so upset, these gangs? Didn't they hear about this new abortion? trust fund that the mayor put together what are they so upset about fentanyl isn't experiencing the inflation of say anything gas there's all the fentanyl and drugs just drive through a corner in the south side also known as the democrat utopia take a ride what are they what are they so mad about they've got all the attention of kim fox all the protection in fact they get arrested they're back out on the streets every 72 hours they're lucky they're lucky that these democrats you know what maybe they should start uh, 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 putting some schwastikers on their arms. Then the Democrats will send some money over there. As Putin desperately accelerates his campaign of horror and brutality, Mr. Speaker, horror and brutality in Ukraine, time is of the essence. That's why we are so pleased to hear that we could proceed immediately with this bill. Was anybody shot in Ukraine for an iPhone in the back of the head? How many carjackings in Ukraine? How many, uh, how, many, how many people shot? I'd like to know the stats. I say Chicago's got a lead on them. Uh, today, so that it goes through the Senate and to the president's desk so that the assistance can reach the people of Ukraine and Eastern Europe. $40 billion because they bribed Joe Biden. So here's the good thing. Why don't all of you honest people that are still left in Chicago, the few of you, get Ken Griffin? And instead of $25 million to the moron with the pug face fraud enriching his wife in Aurora, 20 million before that. You get 45 million and you bribe Hunter Biden. Maybe you can get some of that government money to slow down the murder, mayhem, and otherwise a normal Wednesday in Chicago. 312 642 5600. AM 560. The answer. The summer wind oh. came blowing in. This is the Sinatra I like. I noticed that that. IBW Union wannabe gangster was quoting Chicago Mike Pantone as he referred to to Big Jilly and the organized crime syndicate that took over the Democrat Party. 
I like this Sinatra, not that one. Good news for you, though. A Democrat moron named Hakeem Jeffries. Who's Hakeem Jeffries? Just another Democrat. Wages have increased for the first time in 40 years. <laughs> what? What, you absolute moron? See, because it's the way in which they want to measure things. And they're, they're, they're saying this because they're talking about their mandate. Forced, massive pay for incompetence of the minimum wage nationwide. That's the number they're getting to. They're cooking the numbers like they always do. This doesn't take into account the hundreds of thousands of small businesses that either are out of business or would be if it wasn't subsidized by the American people in a backdoor nationalization, PPPPP, which was bipartisan. Keep your eye on the ball. Simon Dyer. Yeah, one other question. How much money do you think is going back into Biden and, and Romney and Pelosi's pockets? No one's ever mentioned that coming from the most corrupt well, the, country the in the world. The real question is, how much money went into Biden's pocket prior to him stealing the office? That's the real number we're going to have a hard time. Now, you're going to have to look into Rosemont Seneca, which is the entity, one of the 114 entities that is created in Delaware, an LLC, in which Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family is attached to. And then you'd have to look at, so Peter Schweitzer had a great book. There's one called The Culture of Corruption, and then um, the other one he did on Hunter's Laptop, which is illuminating. I highly recommend you get it. And you get kind of a sense of an idea. China, $31 million just to Hunter and Joe. So it's not big money to sell out your country, but it's big enough for a Democrat. Because after all, if you give them enough money, they'll eat a banana and drop off a fruit set. Look at the guy in Crestwood sold out his people for $5,000. I mean, when you look at these political bribes to these scumbag aldermen, what are they, a couple thousand, five thousand? So for $31 million, you will assure that our, our country will underwrite your oligarch-run corruption. So the question isn't how much of this money are they getting back. It's how much they got and... Ukraine made a wise investment because for under $50 million, they just got $40 billion that's paid for by Simon and Dyer and the rest of us. That's the real question. And then keep your eye on the ball on how Ihor Kolomoisky and his money in Cyprus, where the oligarchs never get their assets, never get them seized in Cyprus. You know why? Those are our oligarchs. Those are the ones we put there. Those are our friendlies. See, this is all a big scam. And what they don't want you to look at is because of the incompetence of the Democrat mafia and Captain Kangaroo, also known Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve, countries don't want to use our dollar anymore. That's why we go to war with them. That's why we've been going to war with them for 70 years. This has nothing to do with Putin is bad and Ukraine is good. They're all bad. They're all corrupt. This is a mafia war underwritten by the American people. Mike St. Anne. Mike. Hi, Mike. Sean, it's Mike. Yes. Right here, buddy. Hey, I'm going to talk slower because last time I sounded like a bitch when I was talking fast. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm here. But anyway, listen, um, all of us, local 597, local 150, local 28, laborers, all of us are on board with you guys. And and, and, and the the reason for the call was just to, to elaborate on my voice. But now... I hear this, this this thing about abortions, and my wife, God bless her, she 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 lost. We lost a baby, oh, and sorry. and they 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 at the hospital 
she had a she had a she's got a brain tumor, so they didn't give her any medications uh, for the pain, and and it was just it was heartbreaking, and in yeah. in the whole and 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 they kept her in the, the the emergency room, and it was just from the last uh, it was just a few minutes ago when you guys were talking about you know abortions all that stuff, but she was. We were never gonna have an abortion, never, ever. No, and it was like, and and then she was, she was in so much pain, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't give her anything for the pain, and because she was, you know, had a brain tumor and was 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 had problems with 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 medication prior, and it was just, it just breaks my heart. That, yeah, that it thing, is a heartbreaking. That, that they do that to to people, and you know, I'm just, I'm just, well, my- I'm kind of all over the place. No, it's all right. Everybody, everybody sympathizes. I love you right back. And uh, my best all to, right, brother. My best to you. Have and a great night. You too, my friend. You too. Those are situations that are specific and unique. The problem is when mass murderers want to use specific situations and tragedies like that to hide their real agenda, which is to enrich Planned Parenthood for a billion dollars so they can give their campaign contributions back. It's a money laundering scheme. Bill on the south side. Yeah, Sean. What I wanted to say is, uh, in the in the scriptures, uh, the Lord tells Abraham. He says, Abraham, before the world was, there were the noble and great ones. You were one of them. And before I placed you in the womb, He didn't say before I placed you in the body. He says, before I placed you in the womb, I set you apart and sanctified you. I mean, we're all spirit children before we're physical children. And these people that are, are aborting these babies and these millions of babies, and through the years of doing things like this, how are they going to face God in this? And what did Christ say when Christ did his ministry, when he called all the children to, to be gathered around him? He said, he who harms one of these, let it be know. a millstone cast around, uh, placed on his neck and cast into the deepest I- sea. I got to go. I went I went long, and I appreciate you very much. Thank you very much. I don't know how they're going to face God. I don't know what the rules are. I just hope I'm one of the bouncers. God, let's add them. Thank you very much. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Oftentimes, we do it. We use the word conservatism. I never liked that word because I recognize it had been bastardized by corporatists. The real word is Americanism. My next guest's resume will take a long time to go through. But here's all you need to know. He is a renaissance man of Americanism. He is essential in your life, and you don't even know it. Daniel Oliver is a former Reagan White House official. He's been uh, everything from the FTC, agriculture, education. He's executive editor of National Review. He was on the National Review board back when that magazine meant Americanism. I am honored to have him. Daniel Oliver, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Well, it's a great pleasure to be here and to hear those wonderful things about myself. My family wouldn't recognize a word of it. <laughs> well, I do because I was I entered the workforce in 1986, and at that time, oh my you gosh, were, so young, so young. Yeah, you were the head of the FTC. I was indeed. I you was were indeed. espousing laissez-faire Americanism. 
It's referred making to as the, making the country safe to make a living in. And what you and Ronald Reagan and that administration did lasted even through the bastardization by both Bill Clinton and W. Bush. Yes, and Reagan was, was a remarkable man. And, and one, one thing people have to remember about Reagan and about politics in general, sorry to interrupt you, no, terrible habit I have, um, is that uh, um, Reagan ran California for eight years before he went to Washington. He had eight years of executive experience running a gigantic state with huge problems, and that is tremendous training. People think, oh, well, Ronald Reagan was so easy. It was easy because he'd been practicing for eight years, and that's one of the problems with, I think, Barack Obama, for example, who I think was a terrible president, and you could talk about the politics, but the point is, partly, he had never run anything. He ran a, a community center or something, whatever that was, but he'd never run anything big. Ronald Reagan ran California for eight years. And it's those achievements, because California was in rough shape, as the country was. And yet everywhere he went, he had a way of turning it around because he embraced those principles of, they call it capitalism, I hate it, it's really propertyism. But he embraced laissez-faire governance. Well, it was freedom, he, I think it was freedom, freedom of basically freedom to do as much as he can without hearing somebody else. So he gets the government out of the way, let the people be free, be free to make a living. And that's what we're up against right now. Never before in my, I, I don't even think in history, has America been so close to collectivism. And your well, expertise is setting it free. How do we do we it have, now? We have tremendous regulations. And one of the things Donald Trump did, a lot of people didn't like Donald Trump, and there were, he gave them some reasons. But one of the things he did, in, in fact, probably maybe certainly one of the one or two or three most important things he did was to cancel a gazillion regulations. He cut taxes, yes, but he canceled regulations, and regulations are the kind of things that trip up a lot of people, certainly small business people, because you know the, 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 the code of federal reg regulations is basically endless. And that means that, as uh, Harvey Silverglade wrote, he wrote a book called uh, Three Felonies a Day. Everybody's committing three felonies a day because there are so many rules, you can't possibly keep track of them. Trump cut a lot of those rules, and that's one of the reasons why he had such a tremendous economic success. You know, it's funny. Your history is part of why I would argue with Trump. I believe in, in Austrian economics. I'm a laissez-faire. I believe in free trade. <laughs> and he was using the word tariff, but ironically, what he was using, I think it was a shortcut. He just simply wanted to negate favored nation status of all of the favored nations that are really overthrowing American freedom through a bastardized trade system. Well, Do you think I mean, he, he didn't he, want to explain that? He did. Well, I don't think he was... Um, I don't think he was as adept as, well, certainly not as adept as Reagan was. No one was adept as Reagan was in explaining public policy. Um, the, the point about trade is uh, is that as I wrote about the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which was a big trade deal, um, it, it went for 2,000 pages. No agreement, no trade deal that is 2,000 pages can you don't need a you don't need two thousand pages to describe a free trade deal. Free trade deal takes about one sentence. We'll trade with you, you trade with us. That's not what TPP was. It was two thousand pages. And yeah. Donald Trump understood that. He said, Wait a minute, this isn't free trade. We're gonna manage trade. Let's at least manage it for the US advantage. Yeah. I think one of the big problems is we've kind of been outsmarted and I think to a certain extent, you know, Donald Trump held the office, but I think he overestimated the American people. 
And I think that, uh, you know, coming from Chicago, the trick is to normalize the corruption and normalize the welfare, <laughs> right? This is what they do to honest people. When you witnessed all of this funny money being pu pumped out, all of it created, trillions upon trillions, PPP loans, loans given without disclosure, without terms, that was what I thought was the poison pill. I'm curious to know how you think we can go back after we've already accepted all of this welfare and now we're not calling it welfare. Well, I mean, that's, that's part of the problem, isn't it? Senator Scott, uh, uh, who's a bit of a maverick, obviously, proposed uh, sunsetting all those, all those laws and having to reenact them every five years, and people laughed at him and all the rest of it. But his point was, um, at some point, you really need to go back and reconsider what you've done. If you never can weed the garden, um, the weeds will take over and there won't be any flowers. And his point was, you've got to go back and and uh, and look at things sort of from from start, from zero, and then decide what you need and what's, what works, what doesn't work. But if you keep just adding on, you get basically chaos, and that's essentially what we have today is chaos. You know why I'm a big fan of yours is because as I started in life, I started to work, and back then I had to pay insurance. People <laughs> don't realize you have been taking on the corruption in the insurance business and in healthcare since 1987. That's when I first stumbled upon you. <laughs> and um, you were, you were, it's funny as you hear the argument now for Silicon Valley, it's the same argument that big insurance used to keep its favored uh, uh, monopoly on things. Are you, uh, are you recognizing the irony and are you trying to help the people now who are trying to take over the fight against uh, well, Silicon Valley I mean oligarchs? They they all want they all want their monopolies and there and there are there are different ways of getting a monopoly. Part of the problem with the insurance companies is that they were sort of granted by government. Um, some of the tech monopolies basically built their own monopolies and and so far the the, the monopoly laws don't frown on that. They frown on misusing monopoly, but they don't frown on simply starting a business and trying to get a monopoly. I mean, after all, almost everybody who starts a business wants to get a monopoly. Even the dry cleaner wants to have a monopoly on his end of the city because um, that's what then he makes He makes a lot of business. Obviously, if somebody opens a shop next door, he's going to have to start competing, and that means he's going to have to lower his prices. So we expect people to go out and try to form monopolies, and the law doesn't stop that. What the law does stop is other kinds of things, monopolizing, doing things that are improper um, to get a monopoly. The tech companies are different. I think because they are uh, basically, in a sense, public carriers, and I think they they have obligations that a normal monopoly that makes widgets or tin cans or automobile tires uh, doesn't have. They have to deal with competition. Tech companies are are, are different, and and they should be treated differently. I, I've written they cannot be treated. I think uh, with the with the monopoly laws as it exists now, because that's not really the problem. It's not just monopoly. It's a monopoly of, of what they have and how they do it. One of the other expertise you have, and the benefit is to Reaganomics, was that we had peace. In fact, we destroyed the Soviet Union without firing a shot, without a proxy war. And we had, we had that peace, and it lasted for a long time, right up until so many politicians uh, kind of upended the value and the integrity of the American dollar. What I see happening in the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, whether you call it Ukraine or Russia or whatever it is, is that there was a move for a decade 
over a decade, to stop using our dollar. I can't help but notice every time we go to war, it's because a foreign country wants to stop using a bastardized dollar. If you think of it for just that point, are you shocked at what's going on and how the American people are buying the oligarch war? Well, um, it's not clear to me how, um, how the American people really feel about the war. Um, it's not as popular as I think I might have expected. There's a, there's, a, there's a coolness to it, which I think is entirely proper. I think the war is, is a, an improper war. First of all, it, it basically has become a war, and it's a war that Congress hasn't declared. We are, we, we, the, the administration, Biden now denies it, they were basically boasting of providing the intelligence that allowed the Ukrainians to <clears throat> sink a Russian warship and kill a whole bunch of generals. That strikes me as being at war. And if we're at war with Russia, we ought, we ought to have declared war, have had war declared by Congress. Basically, it's the people who declare war, not the president. So I think we're right up, uh, I think we're right across that line where war should be declared. And I don't think American people want to go to war. Henry Kissinger suggested the other day that we are... You wouldn't be surprised or we're dangerously close to having the Soviet, the uh, Russians um, use a nuclear weapon. Now, what did he mean exactly? Well, I think he was appropriately vague because nobody quite knows, but, but I think we're dangerously close to where we don't want to be, and I think that we basically didn't have any business in this war anyway. There are so few people left that understand exactly what happened when the Soviet Union collapsed. There were agreements in place. NATO is one of those agreements. You've seen in your lifetime NATO go from 13 to now 30, I believe, and I think they're yeah. continuing to add. You are aware of what happened with the Minsk Accord, and you're also aware of what the, the grievance was by Vladimir Putin, that it not only was Ukraine being used by NATO, but Ukraine had its own oligarch situation, its own corruption, the third most corrupt well, country on well, the planet. Well, that's right. And, and not only corrupt, but, but, but the corruption is it's intimately entwined with the Biden family. So it's not just corruption. It's corruption that also links in the president of the United States who's managing this war. The other thing people should remember is, um, uh, certainly people old enough to remember it, is we don't really want the so we don't want Soviet missiles parked in Cuba. Oh, that reminds us, doesn't it, of the Cuban Missile Crisis when we almost went to war with the Soviets. They didn't that they were happy to put the missiles there. We said, wait a minute, you can't have missiles aimed at the United States and Cuba. Well, that is certainly the way Russia feels about having uh, NATO missiles in Ukraine. And what is rather extraordinary, something I read recently, was the Secretary of State Blinken, um, apparently, I can't vouch for it, I read it, uh, told the Russians, told the, told the Ukrainians they would not be admitted to NATO, but uh, to the Russians, he left it vague, which is exactly opposite. He should have told the Russians, we're not going to let Ukraine into NATO. And if you wanted to leave it vague with the Ukrainians, that's a different story. But he should, have, he should have assured the Russians that that was not in the cards, not something they had to worry about. Apparently he didn't, and apparently they were worried. And if you look at it from the point of view of Russia, you, you might say they were right to be worried, or at least as worried as we were when the Soviets put missiles in Cuba. You know, your life, you've lived through tumultuous times and you've lived through very successful times. We are experiencing something most people haven't lived through. The vast majority of Americans have no recollection of what the 70s were, how bad things were. But they got good in a hurry. 
excuse my Chicago accent. Are you optimistic? <laughs> are you optimistic that that same thing can happen again? Um, I'm not optimistic. I, 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 try, I try to be neither optimistic nor pessimistic, um, just to be realistic, whatever that means. That's sort of a cop-out. Um, I think there are problems ahead. I think that there are problems with uh, the U.S. dollar, which is um, overextended. And we have massive debts. People say, well, we can just inflate our way out of it. My my guess is it's not that easy that there are petrodollars um, involved and that Russia and China have been amassing gigantic quantities of gold as a way of, I think, <clears throat> competing with the U.S. dollar. Good as gold is basically better than good as the U.S. dollar. Gold is a more permanent store of value, and um, there may be lots in store for us involving <laughs> Uh, currency that we haven't really focused on yet. You're making me want to spread out of my dollars to rubles, Daniel. Stop it. You're going to scare the market. <laughs> I so, wouldn't buy rubles. <laughs> no, I know. But, uh, you know, you wrote a new book, and I love yep. your writings. I mean, it's wonderful. But you have to remember, I'm a kid from Chicago. How could you give it this kind of title? Is it Epiphanies or Epiphanies? How do it's you say it, and what's the book about? It's Epiphanies just like in church. Um <laughs> It's a, well, it's a collection of my writings, mostly columns, 99% columns that I've written in the last 20 years. Um, I was slow to get it out, so it's 20 years worth of columns. I have another book coming out this fall, which will be only four years of columns because I write, I write more now. So I can produce a book in faster, uh, much faster than I did before. But it's, a, it's just commentary on American politics. And it's interesting to read. I reread it every now and then, being unbelievably vain. And it's, it stands up reasonably well. I mean, a lot of the stuff you might have written or read yesterday. And I don't know whether that's good or bad, frightening or reassuring. Um, but I think, it's, I think that some of the issues simply don't change, which, which may mean that we don't, we don't grow and we don't get, out of, don't get out of the problems that we create for ourselves. And there's some, there's some benefit in reading the book and learning that, to learning that that we really should try to make some progress. Daniel, I have to tell you something. Everybody knows the Laffer curve, right, from the Reagan administration. Right. I think you got the short end of the stick. It should have been the <laughs> Oliver effect. And uh, I have been a fan of yours. I'm looking forward to reading it. And I want to tell you, you've honored me. I Really, you are one of the intellects I've always wanted to talk to, and I am so honored to do so. Daniel well, Oliver, kind. thank you so much for joining me. You're, you're very welcome. Bye-bye. We'll be back after this. AM 560. The answer. Just think about this. The economy has never been worse since Joe Biden could remember his address. That's the way to give perspective. The vast majority of working America has never experienced this kind of economic failure due to the political failure, political corruption. By the way, we've got the dimwit in diapers in Kankakee spewing more nonsense. Bunny's going to load that. But in the meantime... I've got a listener in San Francisco. David, I'm prepared for you to be hostile. Uh, it's not so much hostile as I wouldn't agree with a thing that your guest had ever said. Um, a real conservative is not a gambler, right? Well, we didn't say conservative. If you heard the interview, I was very specific to say Americanism. Well, uh, for years, ever since Reagan, Reagan came in claiming to be a conservative, but he was a gambler. And he basically tricked America into becoming gamblers 
instead really? of defying the very concept of a conservative. A conservative doesn't take chances. I don't know. And be specific. What chances are you speaking of? Uh, well, I mean, let me count the ways. Deregulation. That's, uh, that, means that, that, so you're in San Francisco, and you've wallowed in failure. You wallow in squalor uh, and homelessness. I, I, I'm not going to let if, you spew nonsense. Shut up. Frickin' idiots. They wallow and live in squalor, in failure, and they still, they still reject freedom and capitalism because David has probably lived in his father's house, never did anything worth anything, and lives in an ivory tower like most of the pseudo-intellectual frauds that would even embarrass themselves by touting a dimwit like Biden or the corruption of the Democrat mafia. Living in squalor. This is like when we get that fat-ass union scumbag from Chicago who calls up in between pension checks and talks about how great things are in the middle of the mayhem that makes Ukraine look like Disney World. This is how stupid they are, how married they are. This is the cult of collectivism. That's what he wants, collectivism. See, because he doesn't have to work his way up. Most of them don't. You know the Oak Park Trust Fund communists. They never had to earn a dollar in their life. In fact, their biggest complaint now is that they have to pay taxes on Grandpappy's mansion. That's the kind of scum you get. These are the ones who would tout that you listen to frauds like Biden, like Yellen, like Fauci, and the rest of the political whores longing to be pimps as they sell out America to foreign enemies and domestic. Do you know that Aramco is the most powerful, richest company in the world? Aramco, that shouldn't even exist. The only reason it exists is because of American political whores. American political whores who took that slave trade country and made it the richest, the richest company in the world. Aramco is a Saudi Arabian oil company that exists on Rockefeller Wells. Take a look at Titan. But the scumbag in San Francisco doesn't know what he's talking about because he likes that politicians create a drought in the entire state because of a silverfish. He's the same kind of scumbag that wants to kill babies with other people's money. That's the collective. Will you take your San Francisco Democrat collective and get the hell out of here? And what I mean by that, it's time to separate the states. It truly, truly is. And there's a reason we could separate the states. See, it's called the convention of the states. It's called federalism. Now, a Democrat in San Francisco who grew up in a trust fund one of those San Francisco mansions where he doesn't have to step in the, in the filth, the human waste that litters the streets. He doesn't understand it. But you know who does understand it? A 10-year-old kid in Virginia. He understands the concept of what this country is supposed to be. And we're never to be subjected by a mafia Democrat party destroying the nation. My name is Cody. I am 10 years old from, and I'm a mechanic from Maryland. You're probably thinking and asking yourselves, what is a 10-year-old doing here today? What does he know about governance and passing laws? Well, I am here today to support Bill SJ8. A couple of weeks ago, I won an essay about what is federalism and why did the framers and founders create such a government system for America? The founding fathers built America to have freedom from the excessive power of the monarchy of England. The founders and framers made sure that a government system would work to protect the people's rights and freedom. The Constitution was written and federalism was born in America. Federalism is the separation of power between the state and federal government, with the Constitution as the supreme law of the land.
This way, the state and federal governments will not have too much power over the other. This country is a democratic republic, a hybrid system between democratic and republic government systems. The founders and framers wanted the best out of these two systems, with the purpose of protecting the rights of people as the number one priority. Why? Because without people, there was no government. Today, we children mostly hear and read news about Biden versus Trump, Democrats versus Republicans, war, inflation, corruption. It's all about pointing fingers. We children do not want self-serving politicians. We do not want war. We want good education and great leaders to teach us. You are our leaders. You are our examples. I humbly ask you, Senators, please support SJA. Please do not forget what our Founding Fathers and Framers set out to do. Do not let our federal government go on track. Protect us, your children, your future. Thank you. Ah, he's lucky he escaped the hangar. In the meantime, these scum mafia members who are bought and paid for from foreign adversaries, whether they be Ukraine, whether they be Saudi Arabia or China, that have enriched the dimwit in diapers, who's in Kankat Key right now, stinking it up as if that's possible. The good news is, that's the convention of the states. You see, there's 26 of us that don't want to be affiliated with these Democrat rat roaches. It's unfortunate, but you're going to like a free state. And there's even more that are suing the corrupt Biden administration. Corrupt usurper. The attorneys general of Missouri and Louisiana are suing the administration. They claim the White House colluded with big tech to censor speech on a number of issues, including COVID and, of course, Hunter Biden. The Attorney General of Missouri, Eric Schmidt, joins me now. Your Honor, on what grounds are you suing? I wonder, when, you, when he was in Kankakee, he's surrounded by that, with that fat-ass governor and his supporters. You think anybody asked him, how's the crack smoker? We haven't heard much. Is he current on his uh, child support payments to the strippers and whores? Well, listen, the government can't uh, violate the First Amendment by suppressing speech, and the government can't outsource that also to the big tech partners. And that's what we're alleging in this in this lawsuit. And we're taking on two of the biggest, most corrupt institutions that are out there, big government and big tech. And the way they do it, they do it a couple of different ways. First, uh, they hold over these special protections that big tech has, principally Section 230, which is, makes them immune from uh, typical liability. Uh, because they're not considered a publisher. So they hold that over. And that's how they spew the propaganda and lies that would make this country believe 81 million morons voted for the diaper wear. They didn't. He stole the office. He's illegitimate. Not only that, he's owned by Ukraine. And that's why you just sent $40 billion to the oligarchs. On this vote, the yeas are 368. The nays are 57. The bill is passed. Without objection, a motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Do you think there's one that read past page 10? Do you think there's one that read through the bill? Nah, that's all right. Just get that, that scarecrow out there to sell it. I believe in bipartisanship. Right now, the majority of our Republican friends just see things differently. They don't want to solve inflation by lowering the cost. They want to solve it by raising taxes and lowering your income. What? Now, you think I'm making this up. If, if I didn't see the actual document, I think you're, I was making it up. I think you're a political whore who's been lying since your mother opened her legs. What do you think of that, dummy? I think it's good. A good thing when American families have more money in their pockets. American workers deserve a raise. 
Yeah, you got a raise. How's it feel, a raise? You never paid more for anything in 40 years. From a family, and I mean this sincerely like most of you, where the price of gasoline went up significantly, the price of food went up. That's what we talked about at the dinner table and the kitchen table. He's a liar. 1929 to 1975, gas was under 50 cents a gallon. When did it go up? When your pappy came home and told you he lost another fortune? You come from a long line of scumbags, don't you, you Irish gypsy? 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Actually, that was from McCormick Place. He's over there with the wannabe gangsters at the IBEW. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Scumbags. Chris, North Aurora. Chris? All right, Chris said there's no way that 10-year-old wrote this speech. Not everybody went to CPS school. I say they did. John Kenosha. Hello, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Hey, we're breathing at least. But listen, if I can, all good. Thank you for doing your show every second of your show, every day that you do it, okay? If you think you're you're infuriated, multiply it times a 1,000 out here, okay? All I'm going to ask you, please, is this. In a civilized way, I would ask that you maybe push this out there because we can't do anything until November. We can't do anything until November. A God, call to that. arms. I know, but what are you going to do? Well, I want him impeached now. Sir, we got Democrats in the House. We got Democrats in, in the I Senate. Know, you know. can't. Okay, right. listen, a call to arms, and I mean the call to arms is this, wear the red. If you had a hat from the back time when we had a civilized country, when you didn't have to, you know, give away and mortgage your house a third time just to put gasoline in your car and heat your home. Please get that house, get that, get that hat out of the mothballs, wear the red, wear the red, make America great again, ultra make America great again. That's all I want to tell you, please. I, like it, I thank you so much for doing anything and everything you do every freaking day. Thank you. I lo- thank you. It's my honor. True pleasure. Megan Orland Park. All right, Megan, put you on hold. Tommy G, market update. Hey, Sean. Yeah, I got, I got you an update. I tell you what, I, I almost want to drive to Kankakee and spit. but uh, He's at McCormick Place now, home of the gangsta. Uh, yeah, yeah, Minneapolis Wheat hit 14-year highs. And I'll tell you what, a lot of my clients are up in North Dakota. They have another big rain coming, and Canada's about ready to float away. India has a drought. France has a drought. And I tell you, this people don't realize what's going to happen here, but food's going to become a weapon. Food is going to become a weapon, and why not? The dollar has become a weapon. The problem is they don't understand. These powers that be want this inflation. They need it for the debt. They think they can inflate their way out of it, and they don't care about the carnage it creates because their answer to it is a Democrat base of welfare roaches, and they want to strengthen their corruption. And unfortunately, Tommy G., it's working. It's working. Do you know, Tommy G, if you have an LLC, now Delaware, let's talk about Delaware. Delaware, the land of the, the millions of LLCs, the, the, the fraud state that it is. You're getting emails. Just, just sign how many W-2s you got. You get 26,000 a W-2. That's not from old PPP. That's new PPP. They're doing it all over again. You know how many businesses you, are, you have corrupted? Not only corrupted, but virtually bankrupted. Because when time comes to pay, guess what's going to happen? They're going to walk. 
Who's talking about margin calls, Tommy G? How many margin calls over the last two days? How many do you think? What what the percentage of margin calls that ha- have increased? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's huge. What's going on in the stock market? One quick thing, Sean, about what the president said, and this is a direct quote. But he said farmers are struggling. I work with over three hundred farmers, and I still have my seat at the board and trade grains active every day. I have never in my career seen margins so profitable, not only through selling grain through the natural market, but the federal crop insurance and the other programs they have. I know you criticize corn and ethanol and everything else, but uh, last question. What do you think of this company, Rivian? What do you think of these battery operators? This company was $180 a share. It hit 1980 today. $1,980? No, no, no. no I, Nineteen dollars. Nineteen dollars. Well, first of all, I, it was one eighty-three months ago. Listen, I, I, I've always thought it was a scam. You need the minerals. We don't have them. Those are in those third-world hellholes. China has the has the rights to Afghanistan, which is a a litany of lithium. China has all the all the all the chips on their table. That's why the greatest asset. You know, that's why the outrage over Aramco. You remember they couldn't go public unless oil was over seventy-five dollars. They could have never even went public have Trump been in office. Now they're the richest company in the world. That's directly because of Biden. Biden has enriched all of the enemies of America, from Saudi Arabia to China to Russia to every single one of them. It's his policies. And why not? He's been bribed to do so. And in the meantime, the mayhem in Chicago, it means nothing. We're going to focus on the mayhem in Ukraine, the oligarch war. It's really a sad state, and that's why intellectually, philosophically, We've been overthrown, Tommy G. By the way, did you ever come across a Brian Hennessy? Handsome devil? Bald, though? Oh, I know. I know BZH, yeah. I yeah. Love that son of a gun, huh? He's a kid. Hey, yeah. All right, thank I you, I sent bro. you that book. That book, for your listeners, is called Limit Up. And uh, I'll be interviewing the author tomorrow. I probably won't call as many names as you call people. I'll be a little gentler. Oh, Limit Up. I sent the book in your... Thank your, you, Tommy uh, G. Limit Up. That's what the Biden administration should be called. Limit Up, baby! Because everything's going up. Except your quality of life. It goes wherever it goes where a Democrat rules. In the ghetto. Unless, of course, you're at McCormick Place. Celebrate, gangsters. You rat bastards. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. In the autopsy of America, when the future decides what broke the American spirit, the concept of Americanism, liberty and freedom, it'll be the year 2020. It's not only the year the most obvious election corruption and fraud ever took place. It's the year that Americans gave up their liberty for the false sense of safety. And the weapon used against us was COVID-19. It's referred to as the pandemic by those people who pay attention. Naomi Wolf is a doctor. She's got a new book coming out. The Bodies of Others, the New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against Humans. I love the title. Dr. Naomi Wolf, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's astonishing as um, now time goes on and we see that plastic, for the first time in human history, is in the lungs of Americans. And it's directly because they made kids and old people strap on plastic masks and breathe it in, pretending it was going to help 
people. You also have an untested, unproven vaccine, the same time it took Viagra 10 years to get through uh, testing. This thing has been pumped out. We've got all kinds of side effects. In fact, I think they eliminated the phrase side effect now. Yet today, 77,583 people have COVID-19 a year ago, 39,059. So it's doubled with all of their chicken little do this step here. The only thing that they've really managed to do is forever change the course of a country based in the enlightenment and individual liberty. Is that too harsh? Uh, no, I think that's exactly right. And I love the way you're invoking the enlightenment and individual liberty. That's exactly the target. Um, yes, <laughs> the argument of uh, the, bodies, the bodies of others is, is exactly that, that the last two years, um, under the guise of a medical emergency, um, a bunch of bad actors from uh, big tech companies to the World Economic Forum to the Chinese Communist Party and bad nonprofits like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, seized the opportunity to remake the West and to remake human society um, in their interest. And in fact, I call it the war against the human because it's my argument that a lot of these uh, lockdown policies, pandemic policies that really make no medical sense, right? Like, we know now the data are in that locked down states and countries didn't do any better with COVID than open states and countries did. And we know that masks barely make a difference. But what all of those policies do serve to do is dissolve the things that human beings are good at better than machines. That the, the pandemic policies targeted in-person worship and in-person schools and classrooms and teachers. They targeted town halls where citizens could gather and assemble and determine their fate. Uh, they targeted uh, culture, uh, concerts and theaters. Um, they targeted people just joining together, you know, in each other's homes. They targeted human touch, human expression. And there's a reason for that. And uh, I'm a tech CEO of a successful tech company, so I understand the business model. The reason is that big tech resents the things that human beings do together that make them strong and that help them maintain civilization and freedom and want to kill them off because huge profits are generated by destroying um, those aspects of our lives. And so in the bodies of others, I follow the money and I show that indeed you know, by killing off Main Street mom-and-pop shops, Amazon was up 30%. By making people test just to enter a room, uh, Google, which has a test protocol, was up 30 to 50%. Um, you know, by locking children in rooms away from other children, Nintendo was up 30%, and so on. So it's a, a remaking of our Western society that targets uh, our freedoms, and our way of life, but also targets our children. You know, as you're talking, I'm also thinking about the other things that are up 30%. The suicides, the yep. depressions, the people that are on medication. You know, doctor, I was um, raised by a single mother who didn't get mm -hmm. any help, you know, from her husband and yeah. worked two jobs. And her mother was also instrumental in my life, and she grew up during the Depression. She could make practically every meal out of one animal. And I never wow. heard them ever utter the word, anxiety never <laughs> yet all i ever hear from everybody 
is that they have anxiety and they're depressed. Big Pharma made a big score in the year 2020, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Pharma, you know, (laughs) Pfizer just announced $102 billion profit in 2021 um, and the start of 2022. And that's our tax dollars. And and that profit came from our president, whom I'm embarrassed to say I voted for, uh, coercing, illegally mandating people to get injected with an experimental, it's not even a vaccine, an experimental technology um, in order to just keep their jobs and feed their children and mandated it for members of our armed forces who just wanted to serve the country. Uh, and we're seeing now, um, I have a project with War Room on Daily Cloud, my company, where we've got 3,000 incredibly credentialed volunteers, doctors, nurses, research scientists, medical fraud investigators, reading the Pfizer documents released under court order. And they're, they're finding, I mean, it is the biggest, it is the biggest corporate medical crime in, in, in our lifetimes. The Absolutely. harms that they concealed are so massive. Uh, but but I just wanted to say that that pharma made bank, but really I believe that pharma is just a mechanism for these other bad actors to uh, lock us down, heighten our anxiety and mental illness, say we can only come out if we're injected, and if we get onto the vaccine passports, which is a key part of the plan, and then every single thing we do can be tracked and harvested like a social credit system. So it's it's 360-degree totalitarianism, and we have to wake up. Well, that is the fascism that government has always wanted. You said an interesting word. You said resent. They resented. The government, in particular, you have to remember, I'm from Chicago, so I am in the, the cornucopia of the Democrat mafia, and that's exactly what it is. They resent individuals who resist. This was the first time in American history that the government with good conscience and somehow with very little pushback, was able to not only place people under citizen house arrest, but was able to usurp and take businesses that people have worked for for generations, the whole time working in a bipartisan fashion to buy them off with loans that had no disclosure. And it really goes back to what you said, follow the money. America is one of the few places where advertisers, drugs, drug companies can advertise to citizens. Once they got them in that house, they really kind of had their run with the way things are. And people forgot that Pfizer is a company that opened up a research and development lab in Wuhan in 2009. Has anybody ever decided to not only look at the documents they released under court order, like you said, but to look into the origins? And you as a doctor, do you buy that this is not a weaponized plan? Uh, well, just to note, I'm not a medical doctor. Oh, I'm a, right. I have a detail in poetry, but I'm working oh, with, um, <laughs> yes, I, right, very impressive. Um, but I'm working with uh, hundreds of medical doctors and medical researchers. Um, and it was, it was actually my reporting that identified that, and it was shocking to me that Pfizer indeed, as you said, opened three uh, research and development plants in China. Um, and one of them was in Wuhan. And it's also shocking that we discovered that in January of 2020, Pfizer raced to buy BioNTech, which produces the mRNA vaccines. BioNTech was messaged to us as a nice German family company, but in fact, it's a German-Chinese company. It has an MOU with Fosun Pharmaceuticals out of Shanghai, and the chairman and CEO of Fosun Pharmaceuticals is a 
very high-ranking member of the Chinese Communist Party. There are other red flags about Chinese involvement, um, CCP involvement, of course, not the people of China. And one of them is that uh, the SEC filings for BioNTech show that a 100% success was accomplished in 2021 of transferring the tech of BioNTech to China. It doesn't say to Fosun Pharmaceuticals, it says to China. So what is that, right? And Fosun Pharmaceuticals boasts that they created a billion doses of the vaccine. So basically, we don't know where these mRNA vaccines are coming from. Um, there have been horrible FDA reports of in 2019-2020 of to- toxicity and contamination in the labs in the United States that are packaging it. But I do have to say, looking at the level of harms that you see in the Pfizer documents, the fact that they knew that children's hearts were damaged a week after injection. They knew in a month after rollout that the vaccines did not provide protection, that they had waning efficacy. They knew they had to hire 2,400 full-time employees just to deal with the adverse events that they saw and expected from horrible outcomes with vaccines, and they boasted about that to the FDA. Uh, They knew that the injections damaged leukocytes, which are your white blood helper cells that protect you from infection and from disease. They're your immune system. I mean, I could go on and on, but to me, as a former political consultant, I'm not saying we have a smoking gun and that I know it's a biological attack, but what I am saying is we don't know that it's not a biological attack. And what we do know is that um, Silicon Valley has been hiding under the catchphrase of of something that's right out of 1930s, misinformation that is really information that has been talking about this. And, you know, it's funny. I was telling the audience yesterday, I was watching a commercial back in Illinois, Chicago, of an HIV drug. And they have everybody Mm -hmm. skipping through the tulips. And then at the end, they spend 30 seconds telling you all of the different things that can go wrong. Mm. Why do you think in your, in your research such learned, intelligent, brilliant men of letters and women of titles accepted really a talking point that started in one administration and just was bought by the other one and no one questioned it? Has the suspicion of the American suspicion that wanted to keep politicians in check? I mean, everybody for 246 years knew the only liar that was successful was a politician. Why do you think so many Americans flew to the cult of safety rather than questioning the so-called authorities? Uh, Well, I know exactly why, unfortunately, um, and it's a big part of the bodies of others, is the money flow to basically bribe and corrupt each of our civil society institutions that are supposed to be checks on rampant corruption or harm to the American people. So I follow the billion dollars devoted in the CARES Act to uh, community groups and spokespeople and TikTok influencers and churches and synagogues to produce COVID education, which means you can't let, you know, churches or synagogues reopen. You can't let um, students go back to school without injections. You can't drop the social distancing and the, the the. basically bullying um, in schools. You have to do all of that to get millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And I follow the money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which went to media 
to the BBC, $55 million to the BBC, which, by the way, has been absolutely haranguing me for two and a half years, um, to The Guardian, to NPR, to The New York Times. This is in the Columbia Journalism Review. So between these two entities, our own tax dollars and bad nonprofits, every one of our civil society institutions that was supposed to protect us was corrupted so that I was just literally at dinner just now with a um, women's health practitioner who said that even midwives were telling pregnant women to get vaccinated, even though there is zero evidence to support it and horrible harm to vaccinated women that we found in the Pfizer documents. But she said midwives were telling women to get vaccinated because they were afraid of losing their licenses or not having backup from doctors if something went wrong. A uh, million cartel. dollars of price, totally. Yeah. So we've been, like millions of people have broken faith with the social contract uh, because of bribes. The silver lining here is that more Americans than ever realize that Big Pharma makes up 70% of the FDA budget. The uh, I had a clip yesterday of the National Institute of Health that was headed up by another Chicago gangster, and um, they're fighting over patent rights and and royalties for the vaccine mm. in the in the face of it having massive adverse effects. How much mm. of what you find goes back to these quasi government agencies that have the force of law, whether they be NIH or FDA, and um, aren't only occupied by spouses of Dr. Fauci. How much corruption have you seen between Big Pharma and these quasi-government entities? I mean, plenty, as you say. There's something called the CDC Foundation that gets $15 million a year from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and $10 million from Pharma. Um, so, you know, and it's a revolving door, right? Uh, FDA Commissioner, Pharma Head, FDA Commissioner, Pharma Head, and with media, Reuters, Pharma Board, Reuters Pharma Board. Um, but I would say that's not even the worst of it. To me, the worst of it is what's, is what's happening above the level of nation states. And we really need to understand this because the World Health Organization is asking 198 free countries or formerly free countries to sign on to a treaty uh, at the in the last week of May, which would allow the WHO to deploy soldiers. Force, oh, the phone broke the up right there. The phone broke up. Okay. Could you repeat to deploy? It broke up right after deploy. Can you hear me now? Now I can, yes. Okay. So they can deploy soldiers all over the world, uh, including in the U.S., as we sign on to this treaty. Uh, if they just declare a pandemic and then a global strike force can usurp sovereignty and, you know, basically drag people off to quarantine camps as they do in Australia or in, or in Shanghai. So it's very, very serious that, you know, what the bodies of others shows is that it's not just this administration. This is a global lockstep script yeah. um, deployed all over the world. The same sound bites, the same practices, the same outcomes in Canada and Australia, in Britain, in Italy, in the United States. They're trying to do it and we're fighting hard. Um, and this is above the level of the nation state. So I definitely kind of explain why the nation state is not a racist, you know, provincial extremist thing that we need our nation states and our borders in order to protect our citizens and to, to save them from a globalization that is, is really run amok and is trying to drain us of all of our sovereignty. 
Dr. Naomi Wolf, you've managed to get my blood boiling. So if you get a chance Sorry. to talk to the World Health Organization when they deploy their so-called troops, could you uh, make sure that they start in Elmwood Park, Illinois? I'd like to get the party started <laughs> so we can end it right where it started. The new book is called The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19 and the War Against the Human. Thank you very much for writing it. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. That's why federalism, baby. 26 states actively suing the Biden administration. As information comes out about the greatest atrocity on American soil, the government seizure of American citizens. Yes, I am. I knew there was a reason I grabbed this clip today. I knew there was. Well, new revelations tonight that a Baltimore plant contaminated hundreds of millions of doses of a COVID vaccine and then tried to conceal evidence from federal regulators. WJZ has long reported on the problems at Emergent Biosolutions. And investigator Mike Helgren, he's staying on that story. He is live tonight at the facility with the scathing findings of a congressional report and the company's response. Mike. Denise, there was a lot of hope here when people were clamoring for vaccines last year. Now, Emergent is strongly pushing back against these findings. The report shows problems that were far more serious than the public ever knew. During the darkest days of the pandemic, Emergent Biosolutions Baltimore facility emerged as a bright spot, poised to make millions of doses of life-saving coronavirus vaccine. When the autopsy of their political donations is finally done. How much of this money will track back to the Biden crime family and the Democrat mafia? 31 million. China bribed them. Bribed them. They uh, seem to have gotten what they paid for, just like Ukraine, just like Saudi Arabia, just like all the rest of the corruption the Democrat mafia partakes in. Kira Elgin. Hey, Sean, as a federal employee, I'm back on the weekly COVID testing. So, uh, that's what we're doing here at the federal government. Uh, as of Saturday, I started again with that. But I more stuff shoved up your I nose than that. at a Biden family party, huh? Go ahead. Yeah. And I, and I'm, anyway, I don't want to bring that up anymore. But uh, today I heard our governor, Pritzker, say again, screaming out reproductive health. And I was telling uh, the call screener that reproductive health does not mean having abortion, it means having babies. So I said, please <laughs> stop saying untruths and we as people yeah. need to call the governor's office and say it is an untruth and also last sean uh the uh target please stop shopping at target i'm sending uh letters from all my friends of Dalmy to the ceo of target we don't need transgender clothing like packing shorts for for uh i don't know girls i thought all the target boys. clothing was transgender even I, I, before well, they they I had a movement i don't go to target <laughs> yeah. Come on, God, for God's sake. So you don't buy the transgender short stuff that no. you pack? No. no, although I do wear pink, and I make it look good. <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, there's no such thing as transgender in Melrose Park or Elmwood Park. Very proud of that. There's not That's much of true. it down in Naples, Florida. you got to start surrounding yourself with better people. It's, it's also less dangerous. I mean, Chicago, they're very loving. They've got all of the LGBTQ and the robberies and the mayhem and the shooting. I wonder if there's a correlation there. I like the way you think, Kara. Stay Stay clear of the Pritzkers. And, you know, it's no wonder that he has such disdain for products of lovemaking. 
We've got the only governor in America that's never looked at the face of anybody he's ever made love with. It's mathematically impossible, just like it is for him to clean himself. He is a beanbag. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I said to uh, Squirrel Hands, I have a headache. He's trying to soothe me. I still don't like it. I still want to, you know, give me the workout music, babe. It's not bad. All right, we may, let's, before I get to Craig, he'll understand. I, I have to play it. I understand. That's why I've got a plan to lower the cost for everyday things that make most people who work to have, who need. What? And that would have fundamentally changed the standard of living. You mean the way you fundamentally changed it due to your incompetence? You wrinkled ass moron. Craig Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for holding. Listen, after uh, you know what you are, uh, you are really, really good at really exposing all kinds of things and explaining it and that. But you have really good guests too. So I gotta after I give you my first original point, I did, I have to make one more point based on the, that that woman you just had because uh, with that. And here's what it is. So I don't see how the chances of getting things all back together or, or improving things that there's a very good chance of it because it's, it's being done purposeful. It's not being done by accident by these uh, rotten leftist socialists. They are really trying to collapse the, uh, collapse the, um, do you know why you don't see it? Do you know why you don't see it? Because you're stuck in the sewer, because if you had the benefit, and I mean this, and this is what I want for all of you. And I mean, this. The benefit of a government that was fighting for you instead of against you, the benefit of a good state, you wouldn't feel like that. Because right now, actively, where I am now, where I moved, they're fighting this administration. Actively. He wouldn't be warm, welcomed. He wouldn't have the fat failure governor, who, by the way, Illinois failed miserably with COVID. I've got the clip I'll play. But it doesn't well, exist super like that. You're just beat up because you're in the belly of the beast. You're in the mafia capo. Where both Republicans and Democrats are in on the scam. It's like Washington, D.C. That's why there's 26 states. That's why I say it repeatedly. This is the good news. If, because we, we know that the election was stolen. And we know there's a high probability the next one will be stolen. So right now, they're practicing federalism. They're mounting up lawsuits. We can civilly separate from these rat bastards. That's the good news. But go ahead. What's your other point? All right. Hey, uh, thank you, Sean. So uh, what she was talking about, I, I think that uh, this whole thing, the way they covered up all those um, uh, what they call uh, side effects or whatever they want to call it and everything, like that they knew, and I mean they knew, and they wanted this to be dangerous, and they wanted this to, to harm people and everything like that. And that's just a whole other one of the things that I believe. It's like they, these, these people are really vicious, these rotten leftists. And when they have to admit the failures in the vaccine, the side effects that are called side events now. When they have to admit it, you know what they're going to do? They're going to blame Trump. Well, it's Trump vaccine. Then it'll be Trump's vaccine. Yep. They're very good That's at right. this. After all, you've got this political whore who's in an embarrassment to manhood, an embarrassment to Americans. He's now the, the usurper. He got there because he's a liar and a very good one. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate the call. Vince in Crystal Lake. Hey, uh, I'm so glad you had Naomi Wolf on. That was a great interview. She's, she's – uh... She has 2,500 people working on this Pfizer. And you know what? When the left cancels Naomi Wolf, because she was a Democrat, and she drove me crazy for years, and yeah. now she's on our side, 
I, I'm really hopeful that we have people like you, we have people like Naomi Wolf fighting against this. So. Thank you. And, you know, that's why. Yeah. That was the longest that, time I ever had a conversation long. with somebody who admitted that they voted for Biden. I showed great maturity, as Honey Bunny told me, because my knee-jerk reaction was to hang up on her. But I also know the good work she's done. And here's ultimately the irony. So many people who were misguided, who deluded themselves by calling themselves liberal, now realize that that was the Trojan horse for the mafia, for the fascist Biden administration. So now maybe they'll turn their back on that Soviet system, that idea that there is a collective, that there is anything even called government versus the most corrupt professional liars among us that have swindled their way into power. Maybe, maybe that'll be we the know. We know it's we know it's not Democrat versus Republican anymore. It's uh, it's uh, globalist right. versus it's the fourth the, the right Americanisms of organized crime versus Americanism. Thank you, Vince. I love that. And to prove it, where else but a corrupt country could somebody who's been so wrong ever show his face, even though it has a pickle on it, anywhere in public? You agree that. During the times of the lockdowns, the data that we have seen following these lockdowns um, has shown that we have had increases in um, depression among young people. Suicide. There's no doubt that when you yes put... Yes or no, if you could just... I'll answer the question. There's no doubt when you put restraints on society that it causes emotional and mental stress. There's... That's why you're not supposed to do it. You corrupt, feeble, fascist pig. No doubt about that. But you have to have a balance of saving people's lives from getting infected in hospitalizations. Would you-, you don't have the balance, you corrupt fraud. In fact, your failure mounts every day. You didn't save one damn person. You've got more blood on your hands than Biden, and that's hard to do. Do you agree that suicide rates are, have increased among young people? Indeed, they have. Would you agree that domestic violence rates have increased? Collateral uh, yeah, damage. The answer is yes, but I'm wondering what that has to do with the question you're asking me. Would you agree that drug and alcohol use increased during these lockdowns? Well, I, I'm not sure the lockdowns itself did it, and I'm wondering why you're asking me about The real sad thing is too bad he wasn't put in this position because com- he was Japanese. Because if he had any dignity, we'd never have to hear from this fraud again. And then there's the other fraud, the Illinois fat beanbag fraud. IDPH did not identify and respond to the seriousness of the outbreak. That was one of the key findings identified by a state audit published today regarding a deadly COVID-19 outbreak that left 36 men dead at the LaSalle County Veterans Home in November of 2020. The report going on to say that... It doesn't matter they're veterans, right? Probably Republicans. After all, they fought for freedom. They don't like when it's taken away by fat, butter-handed trust fund babies. So they don't matter. See, that's what you're up against. You're dealing with people, after all, that their biggest platform is to kill babies. You think they care about you? 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Now you're talking, kid. Gotta shake off this headache, go work out. Because you're going to have to stay fit. Everything they touch is destroyed. Boy, we should have talked a little bit about the health care. Because CVS, that's going to be the closest you get to a doctor in the future as they destroy even that. And why? Why would they destroy it? Well, because they're bribed. You know, it's funny. I had uh, Daniel Oliver on. Daniel Oliver 
in the 80s tried to break up the corrupt insurance cartel, knowing that the only way that we could ever get back to the kind of Americanism, the kind of real success, was to turn everything back over to the people. That's why it was the greatest administration to ever hold office, and Trump was the second, no question about it. Um, but there's no question who the worst in the country's history, the most obviously corrupted, the one that's turning Saudi Arabia, China, Russia into superpowers. That is the corrupt mafia from Delaware. And now I'd like to introduce the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, Mr. Jim Jordan. Uh, thank you, Lauren. The biggest purveyor of, of uh, disinformation is the government. Comey and McCabe told us the dossier was real. Democrats told us in the summer of 2020 that rioters and looters were peaceful protesters. And 51 former government officials in the fall of 2020, and then we're up to our most important election, 51 former government intelligence officials, including six CIA directors, told us the Hunter Biden story wasn't true. And we know that's baloney because six weeks ago. the And that's why, by the way, he talks very fast, Jim Jordan. That's why you never, ever believe one thing that comes out of their mouth. The only entity in this country that has proven to be a lying fraud organization is the American government. Wars, mayhem, millions of people, millions of people dead. And I don't just mean the ones that Madeleine Albright and the Democrats are willing to sacrifice. I'm talking about Americans. They have no conscience, none at all. Washington Post said, oh, it is true. Um, think about COVID, as, as the whip was talking about. Joe Biden told us, I mean, think all the misinformation we got from the government. Joe Biden said he had a plan. No, that didn't work out. Joe Biden said that uh, he would never impose a mandate. Well, he did so much so that the Supreme Court had to tell him it was unconstitutional. Dr. Fauci said it didn't come from a lab. Sure looks like it did. Dr. Fauci says it wasn't gain-of-function research. Sure looks like it was. Dr. Fauci said our money wasn't used. American tax dollars wasn't used in the, in the Wuhan Institute of Virology lab. Yes, it was. Uh, the head of the CDC said the vaccinated couldn't get it. The head of the CDC said the vaccinated couldn't transmit it. And, of course, they've been all over the place. They said no mask, one mask, two mask, one mask, no mask, back to one mask. Now we're finally back to normal. Um, they've been all over. Plastic in your lungs. Walking around like a Democrat female protesting to kill your baby. You got Bell's palsy. You got the Jimmy leg. Your heart's expanded. Not even a warning label on it. In fact, they're going to double down on stupid. They're just getting heated up. This idiot's only been in office for a year and five months. Oh, my word. Over the place there. And, of course, they said that natural immunity wasn't really a thing, even though it's been a thing ever since we've known about viruses for hundreds of years. So, um... Just this week, I think it was the, 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 the journal, did a, did a long piece on the origins of the dossier. And the conclusion was basically it was completely made up, <clears throat> totally made up, out of thin air, just made the whole thing up. I wonder what Nina Jankowitz would have said back when the dossier came out. Would she have said it was disinformation? We now know it was Yes, and that's why they, for the first time in this country's history, the first time ever, there is a propaganda czar a truth minister just like 1984 good boy oh boy 1984 good things came out of the 80s though did you negotiate many times negotiate what is to negotiate what is what university is a public institution that's right but the university its own community and for the community of berkeley that live around all of it began the first time some of you who know better and are old enough to know better let young people think that they had the right to choose the laws they would obey as long as they were doing it in the name of social protest. I'm sick and...
That's a man. Tired of the argument about whether some effort to enforce law and order is going to escalate anything at all. Plain truth of the matter is this has to stop and it has to stop like the day before yesterday. I couldn't agree more with you. First thing we need to do is throw Ferret Face Garland out and prosecute these idiots. Forget about beating them in an election, the corrupt mafia. I'll be back in 21. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.